Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Every month, our friends at Sauce Magazine bring us their picks for the best new restaurants. They look at places that have recently opened, give them a try, and present as many as a dozen picks every month. It's a great monthly cheat sheet for the curious diner. But what are the very best places they tried all year? If you don't have time to try a bunch of new eateries every month, what should you get to right now? Well, no need to wonder. That's our topic today. And here to share their top 11 list are three of our friends from Sauce Magazine. So, Managing Editor Heather Hughes, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Managing Editor for Digital, Catherine Claney, welcome back to the show. Thanks. And Art Director Mira Nagarajan, welcome back. Thank you. Now, Heather, Sauce's year-end list has 11 restaurants on it. And I know from having been a newspaper editor, we always try to aim for a nice round number. You want 20, you want 10, sometimes you even want 15. <clears throat> How did you guys end up with 11? Well, when we do our best new list every year, we decided when we launched that we weren't going to pick a particular number. Some years there are a lot of amazing openings and some years there are fewer, so we decided to let the restaurants decide. These are the places that um, we would just wholeheartedly recommend without too many caveats every year. So we've had 11, 10, 12, 9, and this year 11 again since okay. we started. So this follows the format. Catherine, how heated were these discussions? Oh, in, they're very intense <laughs> in our offices. Um, so we have a list. When we're starting to plan this out, we write down all the potentials on Post-it notes, and we put them on our table. And the amount of grabbing and slapping Post-it notes on and off the list is insane. There's there's pretty intense debates in our office about the merits of, of each restaurant. It's pretty fun. Mira, is the hardest part narrowing it down or is the hardest part saying, okay, who who even deserves this great honor? I think putting them, who gets to be on the list is the hardest. But then after that, the ranking definitely becomes the biggest debate because there's so many things to consider. And I think everybody has their opinion about what deserves to be number one or number two or number three. So I feel like we do have a lot of debate about the ranking. That's the hardest. Well, we're happy you guys have sorted this out for us. So <laughs> let's get right into that ranking. Let's go with number 11. And that is Sultan Mediterranean Restaurant. So this is located in the Grove. It is the first restaurant from Janar Muhammad and Akram Saeed, and they are doing some really phenomenal Middle Eastern food. Um, there's been a lot of talk about their dish called the Sultan Pilau, which is essentially a uh, phyllo pastry dome that has uh, is filled with uh, perfumed rice, lamb shank, uh, vegetables, and nuts, and it is phenomenal. It's probably it's probably one of the best dishes of the year. It's a really really great dish, but the the atmosphere is really nice. Um, everyone's very friendly when you go in, and just dish after dish is just perfectly executed. They're they're a really fantastic place. So that's number eleven right there in the Grove. Um, Heather, tell us about number ten. Number ten is the Midwestern, um, which is right by the ballpark. This is from the guys who um, run the wheelhouse and the executive chef um, and part owner is Ben Welsh, who used to own Big Baby Q. So the barbecue is outstanding. We've mentioned him before. Um, I particularly love the poultry that he does. I think his turkey is really good. Um, but we were really blown away by a lot of the dishes that aren't just basic barbecue. Like we got a tartine um, that was incredible and they're they're going to cut those from the menu, but they'll still be on brunch. So 
don't worry, you can get you a tartine. still get your tartine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got an, an incredible salad. Um, they're just dishes. The burger's really, really good. So it's not just the barbecue that will get you there. They also have a great bar program led by Tony Saputo, which is um, who used to be at the Benevolent King. He's very, very good as well. And how nice to have something that elegant in the shadow of uh, the baseball stadium. Yeah. You can actually get a, a good classier. cocktail before the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number 10. Number nine, The Last Kitchen. Mira? Uh, so this is in The Last Hotel, and uh, Evie Swoboda, who is one of our ones to watches, uh, she <laughs> is uh, the chef there, and she's doing really great. She she was at Pastoria before, so some of her pasta dishes, like the pesto pasta, she has like a grown-up garlic noodle pasta dish. Both are delicious. Um and there's a steak sandwich that is insanely popular at our office. We could not stop talking about the steak sandwich. We just don't talk about it. <clears throat> and so, and it's a beautiful atmosphere. You know, the last hotel has like a beautiful style. It's got a lot of mid, mid, mid-century modern furniture. Service is really nice. It's a beautiful atmosphere. So I feel like the menu is kind of like, if you order off the bar menu, it has a really curated list. So it's not like a ton of stuff going on. But I think everything that we tried there was really great. We had this toasted ravioli with boudin inside mm. and a beautiful dipping sauce. And we tried, you know, everything we had food-wise was really great. That's awesome. So then let's zing over to Cherokee Street. Heather, can you tell us about number eight? Yes, number eight is Morning Glory Diner. Um, this is in the former Vista Ramen space. So we honestly had some feelings about that. It had to overcome to begin with. People were so sad rude. about Vista yeah. Ramen closing. It's like you're on the bones of my favorite place. Um, but Ari Jo Ellis is the owner there, and she has done a fantastic job. Um, it's just all the food's really simple. It's not like a small platey kind of a place. It's just a diner. Um, we had an incredible uh, chicken and hotcakes dish. Um, they have a slinger. Uh, the breakfast sandwich is just, it's just a fried egg. It's on white bread. Um, it's kind of everything you want from a diner um, done really, really well and at an affordable price. So we'll be there a lot. This place just blew me away. <laughs> <laughs> it really did because I I think when I saw that we were going to a diner I just didn't have high expectations and it's just the idealized image of a diner it's Mm -hmm. they there's like a formula for what makes a diner good and they looked at that and they just try to perfect it on every level it is such a pleasure to go in there I love that diner well that's a rave for morning glory (laughs) diner um Catherine tell us about number seven Sure. So number seven is uh, Alta Calle, which opened on South Grand. So the big the big thing with this place is Chef Teo Carrion, who's best known for his work at Nixta. Um, he developed the menu when they opened, but his role was always as a consult- consulting chef. So we knew he'd leave eventually. And the question was, could they maintain that level of excellence after he left? And the answer is definitely yes. Um, the, there are just so many surprises in these dishes. And they're all traditional Mexican dishes, but there's unexpected options. Like there's, there's pops of pickled things throughout. There's so many edible flowers in these herbaceous garnishes. Um, they serve margaritas with lime foam, or, uh, mm. lime, or I'm sorry, salt foam on top instead. So it slowly melts down into your drink. There's just on, there's all these unexpected surprises. Um, the shrimp taco seems so simple, but was by far one of our favorite dishes of the year. Everybody at the office that tried it absolutely loved it. It's just the perfect balance of, I think Mira, you said it's, it's pretty much the perfect balance of, of acid and shrimp and, and what you expect and what you don't. It's, it's fantastic. It's got this tortilla with cheese melted on it and it adds the structure because there's a ton of stuff in the taco from yeah, pickled vegetables and these big shrimp in there and this beautiful sauce and you would think it might fall apart but 
they've constructed it. In a, it's a feat of engineering. You might, even might even things like chips and queso. We could not stop mm. raving about the chips and queso, which is such a basic thing. But the chips are just the right. They 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 hold the queso perfectly. <laughs> the queso is the perfect texture. And they put all these days melting. So it's got like this pink oil and a chili oil and a herb oil so it's like lovely to and look at. And the service is great. It's friendly. It's, it's it's an excellent restaurant. So Alta Calle on South Grand sounds like our listeners may want to get there. Now number six, <laughs> we finally got a restaurant in the county. Yes. Um, this is a car in Clayton. It's uh, Bernie Lee who used to own Hero Asian Kitchen. Um, it's his sort of... Uh, I think I called it a love letter to his past in the um, feature. It's him cooking the food he wants to cook in a teeny tiny space um, and decorating it beautifully. Um, it's just, it, it's a very pleasant place to go. Again, it's tiny, so you to get a table, you have to really try. Um, I went in the summer, and they have a patio, which sort of doubles the seating, which is nice. But I was just shocked by how good the service was um, for something that could be just a takeout spot because it's so small. Um, and he's doing things like uh, lobster rangoon with a mango sauce, and it's where most rangoons are just all cream cheese. This is huge chunks of lobster in it. Everything's done really well. Um, it seems like a labor of love for him. Now, our number five restaurant, this is Rockwell Beer Company. It also, here you're ordering at a counter. It's a very busy place where people are there to drink beer, but you guys are saying top five restaurants that in the correct. area. That is correct. We've gotten some pushback on this one, and it makes me kind of upset because people are like, okay, this is uh, Broswell. It's sort of brossery food, the, the um, food station inside the brewery is done by Gerard Kraft, and it was based off of um, his uh, happy hour brasserie menu, which is burgers and brats. But at this point, saying that is basically saying if a chef has opened a restaurant before, they shouldn't count on Hmm. this list because the menu is completely different. They have a fried chicken sandwich. They have just perfect French fries. The burgers are so good. I'm sorry I got passionate about that. Mm -hmm. Um, The beignets. The beignets are perfect. Um, They have specials. They had a fried fish sandwich during Lent that was at, like by mm. far the best fried fish sandwich I've ever had in my life. Um, so we go there. This is the restaurant that I've been to more than any other by far on this list in the past year, um, just for the burgers alone. But the brewery is also fantastic. And the service there, it's you order at the bar and you pick up the food at the station, but everyone is super professional and helpful. Um, they bust the tables really well. It's just a great place to hang out. So that's Rockwell Beer Company right on the edge of the Grove. Mira, number four, the Central West End, Bait. Bait. It's, so this restaurant is seafood-centric restaurant, and the chef is Sierra Jackson. She was at Florida Lilies before. She has a lot of experience with, like, working with Creole cuisine. And <clears throat> the space was a residential space, and they transformed it, and it still has that kind of laid-back vibe in being – it's like – I describe it as going to your fancy friend's dinner party. And that's really the feeling of it when you walk in and it's just like really warm welcome, very good service. I think the design of the restaurant is really beautiful. They play 90s R&B music, but the food is amazing. I mean, all of the seafood is perfectly cooked. It's just amazingly fresh, perfectly executed. My favorite dish was the sea bass and it had this, uh, it was sitting on this bed of vegetables and this bechamel sauce. It's just like, it's the kind of food that, you want to be able to make it home, and you probably have tried so many times, but it's... But you can't. You cannot do it. It's just perfect there. <laughs> uh, we've got three more restaurants to get through. Um, Heather, number three, Bull Rush. <laughs> Bull Rush is by Chef Rob Connolly. 
Um, it is in Grand Center. It is one of the most unique restaurants this year. It's a tasting menu style place that also has a bar menu. But it is extremely specific in its concept. Rob Connolly is focused on 19th century Ozark cuisine. Um, so they do a lot of foraging for weird stuff that's hyper-local, but then he's recreating it in a very artistic tasting menu context. This is one of the places where I ate bites of food that I had never tasted anything like it at all. It's um, strange, artistic, and just beautifully done. That's Bull Rush right here in Grand Center. Catherine Elmwood is number two. Elmwood is located in Maplewood. <clears throat> They've been open since about November of last year, um, and service is paramount here. That was the, the I think, uh, the food is amazing, and we will talk about that, but the service here is paramount. The, just everything from wine service to bar service is is phenomenal. Um, and then the dishes, almost everything touches the grill there. Um, Chef Adam Altnether has done a really amazing thing. Broccoli Caesar, the Mafalda, the mussels, everything is top-notch. There. And our number one restaurant, Indo. It sounds like you guys are all raving about this. Uh, give us just the short reason why, Mira. Well, this is, I mean, Nick Bogner, we know him from Niponte. We know that, you know, he kind of came in, he went, he was at Uchiko in Austin, got all this amazing experience and kind of transformed Niponte a little bit and then brought all the talent to Indo. And um, Heather wrote about it, so I think she should really <laughs> give us the quick version of why this is the best I restaurant think in the, the city. Quick version is that everything he learned at Uchiko about um, the most perfect Japanese technique and product is combined with all of his experience in his family restaurants. Um, he comes from a Thai family; they're making all their own curry paste, all of these things that take two days of process to make. You're not going to do it at home. Um, you really, really taste the uh, time that goes into it, and then he's still using perfect product. So it's just this combination that makes everything um, over the top good from the short rib red curry, which is like really um, stewy, to the isan hamachi, which is like the best crudo dish in the world. Well, so that's Indo in Botanical Heights. It's the number one restaurant of the year from our friends at Sauce Magazine. So Heather Hughes, Mira Nagarajan, and Catherine Claney, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWNU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.